Hello, traveler. Please, have a seat while I tell you the tale of the Prismatic Guard, starring Abby O'Neill as the combustible and often confused tiefling alchemist, Flint Therai, Jason Hops as the old veteran, Robarth Mirax, a dragonborn warlock with a mysterious patron, Jerry Evans as an affable historian, the halfling bard, Roscoe Suitfoot, and Ashley McLean as the carefree but determined Ottervoke Samurai, Margot. Hosted by Eli Royal, join us on a tale of a world still recovering from a great war that changed everything. Hello, you're listening to We Play RPGs, an actual play podcast. This one specifically, Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Eli, your host, joined by... Hi, I'm Abby, and I play Flint. I'm Jason, and I play Rovarth Mirax. I'm Jerry, and I play Roscoe Suitfoot. I'm Ashley, and I play Margot. I almost interrupted Ashley to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by MetallicDiceGames.com, because that's how excited I am about how pretty they're. Or you dice just wanted are. to cut me out. It. <laughs> they're so shiny. Uh, I forgot that so Jerry wasn't I wasn't trying to cut anybody off. I just forgot that Jerry wasn't the last one to talk before we get into the end. I was the just end. giving you shit. Math rock, go clack. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that that is my favorite thing about Metallic Dice games is that they sell stone dice. So it's literally mm, shiny math rock, mm-hmm. go click clack. I mean, just listen. For all you dice goblins out there. And specifically for you, for, specifically for you dice goblins out there. <laughs> If you go to MetallicDiceGames.com and use the coupon code PLAYITFORWARD, you get 10% off your whole order. Uh, And for some of the stone dice sets, you want that 10%. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're worth every single penny, but they are a little pricey, and that 10% goes a long way. Discounts are never bad. Yes. This episode is also brought to you by Found Familiar Coffee. I've been drinking the Rogue Panache, which is this like uh, oolong tea and uh, coffee blossom flavor to it. Dig it. It's very good. It's a lighter roast than what I, I usually drink medium roasts, but I just wanted to give this one a taste. And it's super cool because you can the uh, the sample sizes, the two ounce bags. That's like four cups yeah, that's of coffee. Great. You know, you really get to taste, to sample it, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you go to foundfamiliar.com slash play it forward. I don't know if it's a forward slash or a backslash, but when I say slash, everyone knows what I mean. You get 10% off your whole order, uh, which is why I've been using it to order a bunch of sample sizes <laughs> and really test everything mm-hmm. out. And this episode is also brought to you by the fact that I had a tooth pulled last week, and I had to take some pain medicine. Oh, boy. Did you see things? Uh, no, I mean, they're not opioids, because those make me incredibly ill, and I'd rather that not sounds take awful. Them. But, like, it's, it's pretty much just ibuprofen and uh, codeine, you know, like Advil and Tylenol, but it is, uh, each one is the equivalent of, like, ten <laughs> just so, a little strong this is gonna be a fun episode <laughs> i got you oh boy oh boy prepare yourself oh jeez. <laughs> i mean i basically have to prepare myself for every episode we record so <laughs> well especially because flint is just so easy to oh, so much pain listen i have a way to rectify this because i reread through the alchemist document and you wrote something that means I can cause I means I can cause shenanigans. Ooh. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't remember that document well enough to know what we're talking about, so I'm about to get surprised. <laughs> you forgot about the all magical six element, the element of surprise. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's it's always very fun when people ask me about the, you know, Ildar, the world setting, because they'll be like, oh, well, what about this thing? And I'll go, I wrote 120,000 words. I don't remember. I mean, this is fair, but this is also why it's good for me to have this document open while we play. 
Yes. Actually, I have been starting to leave the document open while we play. I can't wait until I'm an author and I'm at like some convention and someone goes, you know you wrote in page 422 and I immediately go, what did I write on page 422? <laughs> I don't remember, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. But I'm glad you read it. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you read it because I didn't. I just write the shit. <laughs> So, in our last episode, you all, I believe, did you encounter the uh, satyrs and pixies before you encountered the uh, before Solution yeah, Resistance was, fighters? Yeah, before? it was before. Yes. Yeah. So, you guys uh, partied hard with some fairies, and because you were such good guests, they decided to give you gifts. Uh, you also all fell asleep in a cuddle puddle on a bed of Jackdana blooms, so you all dreamt of death. On purpose. On on purpose I mean, for most of you, and it was actually, most of you had pretty pleasant dreams. I mean, the idea of death is, like, disturbing on some level, but, like, as far as, like, you know, death dreams, it wasn't bad. Yeah, um, and then you guys were granted some hospitality by the Solotion Resistance Front as they were transporting uh, as they were freeing slaves from Celosia. And they gave you guys a map. Yes, we appreciate them. What I always need in my life, direction. Now the map's really only good for this chunk of the wilds that you're in and a little bit into the steppe lands uh, outside of the southern edge. So it's not going to be, it, it won't take you all the way to the UN Empire, but it'll give you a good start. If it gets us away from Solosha, then we'll be fine. I think that's the standard here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if we could get away from the uh, horrific theocratic dictatorship, that would be great. Yeah, yeah I would appreciate that personally. Sounds bueno. Okay, um, in the morning when we head out, so that thing I'm gonna do Artificers have this little thing called, uh, which we call it, uh, <sighs> powerful infusions. <laughs> powerful infusions. Uh, in like at tenth level, there's powerful enchantments. Basically, during every like, like you know, long rest, I can change what item is infused with magic. So Ooh. guess what I'm choosing? <laughs> but I'm gonna choose my armor. Oh. And uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to use. Repulsion enchantment, and as a reaction, a creature of your choice within five feet of you must succeed a strength saving throw against your spell save DC or be pushed 15 feet away from you and have their oh, movement speed my. reduced to zero until the end of the next turn. I can use this ability once per short rest, but like, that's so fucking cool. My flint's growing up. <laughs> yeah, shenanigans. Take a page out of my book. Dragon Dad Pride. <laughs> Oh, just wait until you get to uh, 14th level, Miracle of Artifice. I am already thinking about that. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, um, a one Eric Hudgens helped us, or helped us, helped me design the alchemist and really come up with what these things should be able to do. And he's uh, some sort of wizard. <laughs> which I assume is why he's so good at balancing things for Dungeons & Dragons. But anyway. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's all witchcraft to me. I mean, if you believe everybody from the 70s and <laughs> 80s. And actually into the 90s. Jerry and I played with uh, someone who we had to hide the fact that he played D&D from his parents because they thought it was uh, literally worshipping what? Satan. It's a thing. It's, it's a, it is it's a, a thing. thing. Yeah, that that's really the end of it is it's a thing. Yep. Anyway, bunch of Satanists. Uh, since you have a map, you can make your survival check with advantage. Yeah, yeah. Go, Marco. Go, Marco. Marco, Marco, Marco. That's right. Marco. Did you say advantage? Yep. Yes. Use that advantage to your um advantage. All right. So with advantage, what do I add to that? You. Roll two dice oh. and take the higher number. Hang on. Nineteen. 
Okay. Yeah, you guys are moving quite moving very quickly. Um, yeah, it's a good map. And as you're moving along, you do actually uh, you come across this um, obelisk is probably the right word for it, but it's only about five feet tall. And it's clearly a natural structure because it is crystal and it doesn't appear to be carved. Hmm. That's a little strange. Um, But it's like a mm, purplish white color. Ooh. I want to touch it. Don't... (laughs) Don't touch okay. it. <laughs> Margot walks over and you put your hand on it and it just feels warm. It's not hot. It doesn't burn. It doesn't, none of that. It just feels warm. It actually doesn't feel too different from if you had walked up and like put your hand on Moscow. Huh. Can I um, use detect magic on it or like identify? Um, Whichever you like. I'm I'm going to do identify because like uh, that would basically tell me if it's magic, right? Well, if it's a magical item, it'll tell you pretty much everything you want to know about it. I mean, that works. Um, I would like to cast identify on the weird obelisk purple crystal. Okay, you take about 10 minutes to study it, you know, and it is not a magical item. Hmm. Hey, uh, I gotta well, pull I- out the mana stone. Do you know what this thing is? Alive. Okay, um, I'm going to try something, Eli, because I got a new spell. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to describe the obelisk and okay. use legend lore to get a brief summary Ooh. of it. Okay, why don't you read out what legend lore does for me? Name or describe a person, place, or object. The spell brings to your mind a brief summary of the significant lore about the thing you named. The lore might consist of current tales, forgotten stories, or even secret lore that has never been widely known. If you if you think isn't of legendary importance, you don't get information though. Or is or isn't isn't of legendary important. Um, hmm. It's worth a shot. I you know what I'm actually going to uh, I'm gonna throw it to you. Jerry, do you think uh, information that has been unknown for millions of years counts as legendary lore? That's been unknown for millions of years? Uh, Tens of thousands. I would say yes, only in the sense that not everything gets remembered, and this does include forgotten stories. All right. Uh, give me a second as this name generator finishes. We love the name generator. Uh, I didn't know that that spell existed, and now I'm actually very excited. <gasps> yes. I was I was just gonna ask the mana stone. All right, animal, vegetable, or mineral. I mean, <laughs> since he yeah. said it's alive. I was really excited to use this spell because I didn't expect to get a chance so quickly. I mean, <laughs> you said that Eli. I'm just like, what did we stumble upon, good sir? I saw this. I'm like, that's up Roscoe's alley. Mm-hmm. Margo just wanted to touch it. There we go. It's getting there. We know. <laughs> well, it was supposed to just be a uh, a bit of foreshadowing that won't pay off for another two campaigns. Well. But now it's a uh, bit of well, foreshadowing is subtle. <laughs> I was going to say two more campaigns. I thought you only had one more planned after this. Oh, I mean, there is the the other one. Shh. Secret projects. Secrets. Keep it secret. Fine. Keep it safe. Don't you go telling people I my secrets. I was going to say projects. other one, not name drop anything. Show me your secrets. That was the co- <laughs> That was that was the code title. Other one. No. <laughs> Oh, name generator, why are you taking so long? It dislikes you. You didn't know? You have to earn its affections. I use it too much without saying thank it's you. true. What, what flavor of name are you looking for? Strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> this crystal 
is named Svald. Huh. Hundreds of thousands of years ago, possibly millions of years ago, during the Divine Civil War, wow, humans fled. A large group of humans fled the surface for safety, and they went to the hollow, miles below the surface. And to survive, they bonded themselves to these crystals, which uh, were very in tune to uh, psychic energy. And over time, the humans stopped being humans and fully embodied these crystals. And Svald decided to grow up through the surface. Wow. I... Uh, but you also are... You do know that, for whatever reason, Svald is dormant. Okay. As if they're sleeping. Roscoe just cocks his head and goes, Wow. Like... Like, do all you listen, he verbally goes, wow, and then just turns around and explains what he's just learned. This used to be a person. What? It is a person. Are you telling me I could be a crystal person once I die? No, they didn't die. He chose to to come up the surface like this. Are you telling me I could be a crystal? That's so cool. Roforth looks visibly confused at that last comment. (laughs) This started thousands, maybe not million years ago. They went, they they fled to the hollows and became entombed with these, and then just became. And he forever decided to come up to the surface, and now he's dormant. Oh man, I don't want to wake him up. He's sleeping. I think you'd be mad if I woke him up. Let's just keep moving. Yes, I agree, but... Roscoe just shakes his head. Fascinating. And Rovarth is again just visibly confused. But he's not going to question it. He knows Roscoe too well to know that Roscoe wouldn't make this up. Uh, as you're moving away... Uh, Margo, you know, Margo and Flint both, you've noticed that the stone has had this very slight pulsing of energy. Um... As if it were breathing, like a, a like a steady breath. Oh, neat! Uh-huh. Um, and you all start to leave, and Roscoe, you place your hand on it one more time before you leave. Uh, but when you pull your hand away, you can now visibly see the pulsing. It's not becoming faster or panicked or anything like that. It's just stronger. Right. Roscoe just tilts his head and go. Do you plan on not being dormant longer? And then all of you notice, oh, Roscoe's a little bit behind, but you turn around and you hear a slight cracking noise as the crystal reshapes itself (gasps) into a vaguely humanoid shape. (sighs) It's got a head, it's got sort of a face, and it has two arms, two legs, a torso. Um, It stands... A little bit shorter than uh, Flint. Oh. Uh, and it, it right now, they're just staring. Or you assume they don't have visible eyes. Right. Uh, but they seem to be staring at you. I wave and go, hi. I'm going to put my hand on my sword hilt, but I'm still going to be relatively relaxed going to be ready. Flint, they, uh, their head tilts slightly one way and then the other, and then they kind of hesitantly raise their hand and wave back at you. (gasps) As if they don't fully understand the meaning of what you're doing. Oh, man, it's been like hundreds of thousands of years. There's no way this thing speaks common. Does anyone have the tongue spell? And then all of you here A very clear, uh, slightly masculine voice in your heads. Hello. I am Svold. Hi. Hey, I'm Margo. Roscoe, uh, 
Yep. Roscoe collects his senses a bit and goes, I am Roscoe. I apologize if I disturbed you. I was merely resting. It is good to meet you, Roscoe and Marco. Oh, man. How long were you sleeping? I don't know. Is there a reason you choose to become... to sleep? Or... did you just never... wake up? (laughs) I... believe that the energy... it took to... climb up... from underground... I needed rest. Understood. That makes sense. How come you traveled up? I wanted to see what had changed. Has it changed a lot? Well, I remember the forest, but there were a lot of forests. Or so I was told. Before the calamity, I didn't travel much. As far as your knowledge, are you the only one who have come to the surface? No one came with me, but I do not believe that means that no one else may have come. That's a fair answer. I do know that we have been encountering, well, I say we, a different clan than my own has uh, been encountering, I believe the term might be surface dwellers, somewhere to the south. I'm not sure what you might call them, is a mountain range. Probably miners. Those damn kids. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it took me a second. Uh, You... (laughs) On one hand, I find this fascinating. On one hand, I don't know what else to ask. (laughs) So now that you're awake, what will you do now? I think I will walk. Do you want to walk with us? For a time. Okay. If that is all right. It's fine by me. I have no objections. Besides, while we walk, if there's anything you wish to know, I can do my best to answer. You. And he turns to you, Flint. Um, Uh. I believe this question is rather rude, but what are you? I'm a tiefling. Not familiar with that. Would I know enough about history to know that tieflings didn't exist until relatively recently on the um, historical timeline? Let me double check the timeline because... Because I know that that happens somewhat, like as far as the history of Tieflings came concerned. into creation after the Divine Civil War. Yeah. Uh, in fact, they came into creation shortly after the end of uh, the Barony of Dragons, or the Sovereignty of Dragons. Oh, so it's still super early on. Yeah, I probably wouldn't know about that. Yeah. I mean, you're still talking 5,000 years ago. Well, that was what I previously had thought had been the beginning of this timeline, so Rovarth definitely wouldn't know about that. Yeah, no, the uh, <clears throat> beginning of recorded history is the beginning of the Sovereignty of Dragons, and that lasted for a little over 4,000 years. Yeah, Rovarth's not that big of a history buff. Roscoe might know, but Rovarth definitely doesn't. I think Roscoe would know offhand that tieflings are an offshoot of uh, humans. So maybe Roscoe doesn't know the exact when tieflings came, but he could logically deduce tieflings probably came before your time. After. After, that's what I meant, yes. And that's what Roscoe says. Roscoe, they were offshoot of humans, you said, right? Mm-hmm. They are an offshoot of humans. They possibly came after your time. Mm. I suppose. And... You, and he looks at Margot and says, you seem like the feral folk. Feral folk? What's that? That's what we called them um, at the time. 
in my time, uh, they were bestial people, um, a tribe of humans. They had uh, made various acquaintance with the primal spirits and the first animals, and they had begun to change. That's really cool. Neat. But as you all travel, uh, Svald has just as many questions for you mm-hmm. as you do for them. And that is one of the things uh, they do say is that their people no longer really have gender because they don't reproduce in the traditional sense of the word. Right. So it's not really a uh, a thing that they think too much about. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but you all, you know that you're headed in the right direction because the uh, trees are starting to thin and you're getting more and more uh, underbrush until eventually you're in steps, you know, stepland like the uh, the area between the Confederacy of the Quiet Desert and Thar. Hmm. Margo? Hmm? Well done. Thank you. You all camp for the night. Svald says that they can watch over you for most of the night, but they do require rest. I will, I will uh, take over for him. All right. Them. Sorry. When everyone wakes up in the morning, you do notice that Svald's form is more refined. Where before they could have been mistaken for, like, a crystal golem. Uh, now they look more like a crystal person. Okay. Hmm. Almost as if they're remembering what people look like. Makes sense. But now you all have to make uh, survival checks to... You know that you need to head generally west. Or, I'm sorry, not west, east. If you are out of the wilds, then the UN Empire will be to the east of where you are. Alright, so we still have a general idea which way to go. We just don't have the advantage of the map anymore. Yes. No goodness. You can do this, Margot. I believe in you. <laughs> I have renewed faith. I got a seven. <laughs> well, that's what I get for having faith. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all right. Whatever's about to happen, you will kill it. <laughs> well, the thing is, you guys are still heading, like, you know where East is. That's the good news. The bad um, news is. So you know that you're, yeah, you know that you're generally headed in that direction. Um, and as you travel, you do see these dark clouds off oh. in the distance. Do... Um, I'm not sure I like that. Kind of the way you would. Uh, well, it's kind of like the way you would if there was a storm still, you know, tens of miles away. Or even more. But the storm just... It fills you with dread. Seeing those clouds. And they're in the opposite direction of where you're going. And uh, Roscoe, actually, go ahead and make a history check for me. While Roscoe's doing his history check, do those clouds remind me of the arcane storm? Oh, the wild magic yeah. storm? No. Okay. That would be a 20. Ooh. 20? Yes. You believe that you might be seeing the clouds that keep Trakans in eternal night. That where you guys came out of the wilds may have been close enough that you can actually see the clouds. The minute that dawned on Roscoe, Roscoe looks away because Roscoe's like, ugh, those might be the clouds that keep Trakan in night. Rovarth, you know that Trakan was the... Uh, capital city of the 
the Igrian Empire. And you know that part of what allowed the war to end was a weapon was unleashed on the capital. It ended the war, but it blighted the land of the city so severely that it is endless night. And to your knowledge, no one who goes there now ever comes back. (sighs) We best stay away from that place. Shadows of the old war haunt that place. And Flint, you would know about Trakans too, because you grew up on this continent. Yeah, let, let's not go there. Just as he's shot away, Roscoe slowly starts to force him to look at it for a moment. And Roscoe's, I need to look at it one time to remind myself of what we are capable of if we're not careful. That is the pleasant thing is that uh, the reason no one knows what the weapon was is because everyone involved in it was ordered to silence under penalty of death. And most of the people who... uh, The story, Roscoe would know this, is that uh, most of the mages involved killed themselves out of regret for what they had created. Yes, and I think Roscoe feels that, you know, you know, obviously this is something that Roscoe had nothing to do with. For the sake of the historical importance of this event, Roscoe has to glimpse, force himself to glimpse at it at least a little bit. <laughs> because it is a devastating thing. And Margot, you look over at Svald, who is staring at the clouds, and you see that, A, they're still. Like, statue still. And the color of their skin, or crystal, is shifting from this um, rather vibrant lavender color that they have been to a much darker purple. Um, You can't read the expression on their face, but based on the way the color is changing, this is upsetting for them. Margot's just going to ask, is everything okay? I'm not sure. Whatever that is, is unnatural. It's the remnants of an old weapon that put an end to a century of war. I haven't felt anything like this in a very long time. Fortunately... Well, from what I've heard from Roscoe, the secrets of its construction are lost. When did you feel that way? Before? I don't... Well... The cataclysm. The terror and death. Roscoe once again turns his eyes and goes, I've had my look. And he has that look on his face as someone who will not forget what they've looked at. And the whole time, Rovarth's had his his eyes kind of looking to the side and at the ground, almost in not really shame, necessarily, but just trying to ignore the clouds. Yeah. Um, as you all are traveling along, Margo, make another survival check. You can do it. 16. Okay. Yeah, you're pretty sure you're Making good progress. Man, it'll take you guys like two weeks if you keep getting successes to reach the border of the Sweet. UN Empire. Okay. Make another one for me. 15. All right. And make three more. Eleven. Sixteen. And eleven. All right. You're traveling, and Margo, you're pretty sure you're headed uh, kind of southeast. Uh, You keep having to course correct. And as you do... Uh, the topography is changing a bit. It's becoming more savanna or desert 
like, but you do see a village uh, in coming up in the distance. Okay. What do you guys feel about going to the village? I mean, we could, like, stop and get some food. Mm-hmm. Get, I could buy new shoes, finally. Yeah, Flint, it's been rough. Although, you did get a pair of boots from the uh, Solution Resistance. They just don't fit well. They're really tight, and my feet are blistering. Poor Flint. It hurts. No. <laughs> Luckily, you've been able to apply some topical cream every night to kind of help it. I think. I'm oh, sorry. Did you did you have something to say, Rovar? I was just going to say if it makes Flint happy, fine. It might do some good. Mm-hmm. Well, let's stop at the village. I mean, if anything, we can All just right. check to make sure, like, um, we're almost there. Should we put a cape or something on our crystal friend? Um, yeah, and by this point, because it's been an, a week and a half, by every night, Svald's form gets more and more refined. Um, and if you ask them about it, they tell you that they're remembering uh, that they believe that their form is reacting to them remembering uh, how how people interacted before. Mm-hmm. So the form is becoming more refined so that it becomes easier to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, Svald does purely communicate telepathically. Okay. Um, but it's be- it's becoming easier and easier to read their intention, to like read their body language and their face. Mm-hmm. Flint, you did have to ask them to stop uh, moving their their mouth or attempting to move their mouth as they speak to you telepathically because it was just very unsettling. Please stop. You're making me uncomfortable. Um, but they have their, their face is no longer featureless. You know, they don't have hair or, you know, anything like that, but they do have eyes and a nose and it's all very generic. You know, they, they look, they, at this point, they are starting to look very much so like a human statue. That is really cool. I'm pretty sure this is approaching rapidly the Uncanny Valley whole thing, but like, so cool. Uh, it's not that far off. But yeah, you guys are approaching this village, and uh, the first thing you notice is that it's a desert cobalt village. Um, desert kobolds, these desert kobolds all seem to be, um, if you were to imagine anthropomorphic bearded dragons, you wouldn't be that far off. I love it. That is neat. I, I approve of all of this. And, I mean, they, they seem... I'm going to say wary, but cautious as you approach. And one of the kobolds comes up to you and says, uh, hello. And I I should specify, uh, they're speaking in Draconic. And they say, my name is Toulon. And this is our village, Lahihan. It's a pleasure to meet you. My name is Rovarth Mirax. These are my companions. Um, and I'm gonna say in common, Roscoe, do you do do you speak Draconic? I don't remember. I do not. Yeah, well, I guess I'll be our ambassador then. Um, and I'll switch back to Draconic. We have simply stopped by for some provisions and some rest, and we will be on our way. Hmm. Well, we do not have a place for you to stay, but if you are willing to sleep outside, you are more than welcome to trade for food if that is what you need. Do you have any footwear? Um, we have sandals. And I looked at Flint. Hey, Flint, do you want... Do you like sandals? Not particularly, but beggars can't be choosers. Whatever 
gets me away from having blisters. Also, hey, see if they have a map. A map of what? I don't know, where we are. Okay, fine. And I'll go and, and talk to me again, switching back and forth. Do you have um a map of the local area, by chance, that we could purchase? We do not. I should also mention that we have very little use for gold. Okay, what is it that you have use for? Well, that depends on what you're trading for. Well, um, I think primarily we need... Who you're trading with. Ah, I see. Okay. So it's a barter system then. Yeah. Um, And Fold, using their telepathy, uh, says to Toulon, May I have a robe? And Toulon seems startled at first and looks at Svald and says, uh, I suppose so. Um, <laughs> and Svald says, uh, I'm sorry to have alarmed you. My name is Svald. I do not communicate verbally. I hope this is all right. And Toulon says, I suppose um, we were about to have dinner. Would you all like to join us? Yes. I think we would enjoy that very much. We appreciate your hospitality. Yeah, and you guys go and you you eat. They primarily subsist off of mushrooms and these uh, giant beetles um fascinating and when i say giant i'm talking like the size of a rat <laughs> good god <laughs> emperor's new groove stick a straw in it yeah, and slurp out all the innards well and actually how they cook them is that they roast them and then you crack the bottom carapace off and it's like a soup yep emperor's new groove yep very much so that sounds so gross. What is it? I mean, it doesn't taste good, but it doesn't taste bad. Hey, it's better than military rations, okay? It's substance. Yes. <laughs> but the, now the mushrooms taste very good. Uh, they actually almost have like a chicken flavor to them. Mmm. Fascinating. Chicken mm. of the chicken woods. Shrooms. We call it forest fowl. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Uh, but they do, uh, Toulon asks you all, you know, what, what are you doing here? Where are you traveling to? You know, general kind of niceties questions. Mm -hmm. Um, and everyone is, again, wary isn't the right word, but it just seems like they don't get travelers very often. Mm -hmm. And it is a very small village. You you can only count maybe sixty people, right? So very small. Would you explain why they don't have room for resting us somewhere? <laughs> yeah, other than outside, and, and also why they don't really care about gold all that much, right? Um, they they are able to let you all know that you have entered uh, Bimran. Oh, I see where that is. Yeah. I mean, we're close. Uh, they are, I mean, they're kind enough to let you know you're on the edge of Bimran. It's not like you're, <laughs> you know, in the heart of it. Right. Well, I mean, we just need to go a little bit north and continue east, and we should be good. Yeah. Um, let me get down here, because if everybody wants to make uh, history checks... However, if you are not trained in history, you will roll at disadvantage. Okay. Margo's not going to roll. That's fair. Uh, Rovarth will try. Why not? 16. 12. I got a 12, right. too. It is technically a kobold country founded in uh, 4200 New Dawn. 
and it's most well known for the best camels and riding lizards come out of Bimran. Mm. But Bimran doesn't really have much in the way of a localized government, uh, or a centralized government, rather. It's just kind of... It's not that far off from what the Confederacy of the Quiet Desert is, except it's much more of a, we are thousands of small tribes, or, or hundreds of small tribes, and we might fight amongst each other every now and then, but if an outside force attacks us, we will all band together to stop that outside force. <laughs> Understood. I respect it. It's kind of the only I'm allowed to say that about my brother uh, <laughs> philosophy of governance. That's awesome. So once we get all the pleasantries out of the way, I know I have a longbow that I can trade. What does anybody else have? Well, I mean, you guys do have a bunch of like pieces of art and things like that. Yeah, like uh, a couple of like art items I know we got that, uh, you know, I actually wrote down. We have a small hand mirror, a bone statue out of a bear, and I don't think they'll be interested in the priestly vestments. I would like to keep the bone statue out of the bear to commemorate the fact that we met the forever bear. Oh, yeah, that's fine. But I think the rest no, of it's fair true. game. Well, I mean, I think the hand mirror might be, might be cool to give them. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are able to get a week's worth of rations, and it's a, a total week's worth of rations. If they do need a longbow, I have one that I'm willing to depart with. Yeah, that'll really... get you an, another few days, uh, another three days of okay, rations, so... which is good because you guys are running low. Nice. I will part with my longbow because I don't use it. <laughs> what the fuck do you need it for? Um, and was there anything else you guys wanted to try and uh, trade for? I mean, have we traded for sandals yet for me? They'll just give you some sandals. They don't really use shoes, but they had a pair of a different traveling group had uh, died in the desert. Oh. <laughs> some of their uh, uh, gatherers just kind of scavenged them for anything they might be able to trade if necessary. Oh. Alright. <laughs> uh, all of you would be able to get the impression from these folks that death just happens? Mm-hmm. Right. So they just don't worry about it. Like they're they're not precious when it comes to corpses. Makes sense. Right. It's like well, they're not, it, it's the feeling of well, they're not using this anymore. Yeah, the dead don't need belongings. Yeah. I mean. Okay. And you guys didn't want to try and like procure a wagon or anything. Actually, a wagon would be a good idea. I mean, you don't have to. I just wanted to make sure. Well, I mean, if we have a wagon, we could pretend to be a trading group coming into the UN Empire in case we need an alibi. What about a riding lizard? I mean, I'm probably thinking too much into it, but like, hey, it's an idea. Well, a they don't have any wagons, but they do have a cart and a draft lizard. Mm. Um, That's so cool. I should say an extra cart an extra draft lizard, but they are still incredibly valuable. Mm -hmm. uh, so what I... were you hoping to trade? Mm. Unless Flint has any ideas, I have something. I mean, go ahead, because I really don't think I have anything they'd be interested in. I have a plus one magic weapon. A plus one magic weapon? I have a plus... No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a plus one uh, magic spear that I found in, I think, our like, first adventure. Your very first adventure, Heart yeah. Piercer. I don't know if they'd want that, but I mean, you know, I figure if they come across any magical monsters. <laughs> the one that you're trading with, because it's it's not just useful against magical monsters, it also strikes the magic of the spear helps it strike more true. Mm, uh, which makes true. it a more valuable hunting implement. There you go. Yeah. I will I will give up Heart Piercer for a wagon and a riding lizard or a draft lizard as you're all preparing to leave uh, Svald says I believe it is time for 
us to um, depart. Yes, I would like to see more of these mountains. And they tell me they're further south. Roscoe nods and goes, I wish you well on your journey. It was nice it was traveling with you, Svald. Yeah. An interesting experience. I am glad that my first surfaced folk were so kind. Mm. And I, And I wish much more kindness comes your way. You all say your goodbyes, and uh, Svald more or less just walks off into the desert. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Makes um, sense. And uh, you all start heading further east. And with that, this episode is over. You got some pluggables? I have a Twitter, an Instagram, and a TikTok that I am trying to remember to use more often, but I am very stressed out with school. All are elvenly underscore e. And yeah, I'm trying to remember to post art and stuff. Have fun. I have a YouTube channel, which is Aerosil Prime, E R A S Y L space P R I M E, where I record various Let's Plays of various RPGs and other random games that interest me. That is all. All right. You can find me on Instagram at Jerry Jerry Quite Contrary. Jerry spelled J E R I. I post various pictures of things. I'm on Twitter at Jerryus underscore Jer. I post about wrestling, stuff I like, cute pictures of animals, costumes, and food. And you can also catch my writings about pro wrestling on VoicesOfWrestling.com under my name, Jerry Evans. If you like wrestling, go give it a check out. Thank you. I'm Ashley, and you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at amcosplayqueen. Um, on Instagram, you're going to be seeing more sewing projects, because um, I've got a lot of those coming up. And that's all. And if you ever lay awake at night wondering who truly did let the dogs out, then you can find me online at royalartisanprops.com. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this part of our tale, Traveler. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever fine pods are cast. You can find us online at WePlayRPGs.com, on Facebook and Twitter at WePlayRPGs, and on Patreon at WePlayRPGs Podcast. Your patronage is what keeps this podcast alive.